Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Friday, May 27th, and you are listening to Rocket City Lift. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Rocket City Lift. I'm Tara Bulger. And I'm Brett Goodeman. And we come to you three times a week and try to bring a bit of a spiritual lift to your day. Happy Friday. Thanks for joining us. Before we get into the text today, let's begin with prayer. Let us pray. Lord God, we pray that our lives would bear fruit, that our lives and our actions would bring your kingdom into the world because of the inner work that is happening in our souls and our minds and our hearts. May we look to you, Jesus Christ, and emulate your love in the world. We pray this all in your name. Amen. Amen. Listen now to our passage from Philippians, the first chapter. We're going to read the first 18 verses, and today we'll talk mostly about the second half. Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus, to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are in Philippi with the bishops and deacons. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God every time I remember you, constantly praying with joy in every one of my prayers for all of you because of your sharing in the gospel from the first day until now. I am confident of this, that the one who began a good work among you will bring it to completion by the day of Jesus Christ. It is right for me to think this way about all of you because you hold me in your heart. For all of you share in God's grace with me, both in my imprisonment and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel. For God is my witness how I long for all of you with the compassion of Christ Jesus. And this is my prayer, that your love may overflow more and more with knowledge and full insight to help you to determine what is best, so that in the day of Christ you may be pure and blameless, having produced the harvest of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ for the glory and praise of God. I want you to know, beloved, that what has happened to me has actually helped to spread the gospel so that it has become known throughout the whole imperial guard and to everyone else that my imprisonment is for Christ. And most of the brothers and sisters, having been made confident in the Lord by my imprisonment, dare to speak the word with greater boldness and without fear. Some proclaim Christ from envy and rivalry, but others from goodwill. These proclaim Christ out of love, knowing that I have been put here for the defense of the gospel. The others proclaim Christ out of selfish ambition, not sincerely, but intending to increase my suffering in my imprisonment. What does it matter? Just this, that Christ is proclaimed in every way, whether out of false motives or true, and in that... I rejoice. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to to God. God. Tara, for our Friday fun question, what is the craziest bet that you have ever made? So there's a lot of betting that goes on in my house, usually with no consequences. But I'll tell you the stupidest one and then the most recent one. (laughs) 
long ago, uh, Brian and I are huge music fans in every way. And I, um, this is way before we had kids. I, um, and before the internet, I'm a huge Waylon Jennings fan. I grew up listening to like that whole outlaw country kind of thing. And Brian said, you know, Waylon Jennings used to be Buddy Holly's guitarist. And I was like, no way. Because in my mind, Buddy Holly's like this complete nerd. <laughs> and uh, I grew up with like, you know, the awesome Waylon Jennings. And uh, he was like, no, it's true. And I was like, uh-uh. And he was like, you want to bet. And we had to like, and we argued about it for hours, Brett. Hours. Like I gave all the reasons why it couldn't be true. He, he was like, yes, it is. Finally, we had to call my dad, who grew up during that time. And I was indeed wrong. <laughs> But I'll never forget it. Like, I was going to the death. To, to the grave. The last one is literally this week. Um, Brian saw this actor, and he was like, oh, that's the actor from this other movie. I was like, no, it's not. He's like, yes, it is. No, it's not. He goes, you want to make a bet? I was like, yeah, I'll bet you $50. I won and then broke it to him that I'd already ordered shoes that cost that much <laughs> anyway, so we just take it off there. <laughs> what about you? Um. Well, I think it's indicative of my personality to say, you know, the craziest bet that I've ever made is probably like $15 on red. <laughs> and that I don't bet crazy things unless I have, I'm very calculated. You know, the only, yeah. if I go to a casino, the only games I'll play is blackjack and I, I will pretty much only do statistically what makes sense. So, at, so the, at the end of the day, if I've lost money, I, do the, I knew I did the best I could statistically. And if I walked away... I knew the best I could statistically, and same goes with uh, with you know discussions with Allie. Of I know that if she's like if she hears a voice from an actor and she says, "Oh, that's so and so," that's not worth betting because she's going to be right. That woman has a gift to hear yeah. a voice that makes no sense to me. So I'm always I'm always hedging and calculating. That's funny. Uh, my bets. You talked about like bet I've never gambled. And it's because A, I was poor for a long time and you sure. don't gamble. And two is that like my badgest grandmother, right, is like deep inside of me. And I was talking <laughs> to Brian once and I was like, I've never been to Vegas. Is gambling fun? And he was like, Do you like to win? And he was like, you'll be chasing the win and you'll lose all your money. Like, okay. Best that I stay home then. <laughs> Sounds like he knows you pretty well yes indeed <laughs> well to our scripture we were talking about the second half of our passage which gives us a view into what uh, paul sa says about proclaiming christ you know you and i talked about this earlier this week and we kind of wrestled through it so i'm hoping you've figured it all out since we discussed because we kind of left it hanging so i've got to enlight on it, enlighten so. us tara um so first of all, remember, this is a letter of encouragement. And mm -hmm. so while he reminds them that he is imprisoned and how much he loves them, he also reminds them that, you know, the church and the spreading of the gospel isn't going to die with Paul. Mm -hmm. um, that actually his difficulty has meant that the gospel spread even more. He's um, talking to the imperial guard and um, there are people who see his imprisonment as proof that um, the gospel is important and challenging. And so they're even more committed. If Paul's going to be imprisoned, the least I can do is share the gospel in all that I do. Um, and so there's that. And then he also acknowledges that, you know, some are proclaiming Christ 
for wrong reasons, um, because they're envious of the attention maybe the new church is getting or because they want to be seen as um, important. Um, and Paul basically says, even if they're proclaiming it out of their own ambition to be, you know, whatever, a new preacher or whatever, it doesn't matter because the gospel is being spread. And I rem you have to remember that this was written to a very particular context. Mm -hmm. The majority, the vast majority of the world had no idea of the message of Christ. Lots who did know did not believe. And so for Paul, it's just integral that people know. Today, I would say that's the exact opposite. Hmm. That a lot of the world, I'm going to just say in our nation, sure. have an idea of who Jesus Christ is. Mm -hmm. um, and so now for me, I think that in our context today, that it's important the motives that we share the gospel with. Are we doing it because we want to change people? Well, that's not really what we're called to do. Are we doing it because um, we want to be, you know, a famous blah, blah, blah? That's not good either. I do think that in the beginning, trying to um, expand the church, it was just getting the message out there. The message is out there now, and I think it matters very much that people see the good fruit and um, the goodness that comes from that message. I think that's absolutely wonderful. And, I, you know, I think one of the big things to look at, right, is, is, is power, uh, to talk about uh, the difference between this specific context and the context that we're in our own of, you know, to be a proclaimer of Jesus Christ in this time it was not going to get you anywhere in society. It was uh, antithetical to uh, rising up in your mm -hmm. station. It was uh, antithetical to the Roman Empire. It stood in contrast um, if you were truly preaching what the gospel was. Whereas, uh, you know, being a Christian can afford you a, a, an amount of privilege here in uh, America. And so to... Uh, to use your own selfish ambition to to use that to acquire power within again specifically in American context uh, uh, is is completely different in those facts. Um, one thing that I think does kind of transcend uh, is the way that I read this. You know, uh, these proclaim Christ out of love, knowing that I've been put here for the defense of the gospel. The others proclaim Christ out of selfish ambition, not sincerely, but intending to increase my suffering and my imprisonment. Uh, it does seem like there is uh, there's a specific issue with these other preachers and Paul. Uh, that that it's and it's, we see it a lot, and we see later. it a lot, right, throughout the New Testament. That there is a there is it's it's not just uh, that the community is upset with these other people. They're upset that they might be saying some things about Paul uh, um, and and what. Um, and again, maybe, maybe if we're using our biblical imagination, that if he was that that the fact that he's in prison is showing that he's not do he's not preaching the gospel the right way. Um, again, just just to imagine that. And so Paul, again, is saying like, you don't need to defend me to these people. You don't need to defend your leader who you love, uh, and I love you. But uh, instead, let's just celebrate the fact that the love and gospel of Jesus Christ is being spread in the world. Uh, it's 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 Paul taking um, 
like we talked a little bit about this on Monday. It's Paul taking the ego out of the leader uh, and instead pointing back to the mission mm-hmm. of Jesus Christ, which is uh, wonderful. I also, you know, <clears throat> when I read that about preaching out of selfish ambition, you know, I know that I'm ambitious. Mm-hmm. Um, I think God made me that way. Um, and I have to, my experience of being ambitious is I always have to keep that in check and make sure that I'm using it in the service of Christ mm-hmm. instead of in the service of myself. Yeah. Um, and so I do think that it's, um, even when I get that wrong, I think Christ can still use me. But I think it is the responsibility of those of us who carry the gospel in this day and time to constantly evaluate it and to try and root out the bad fruit so that we're coming from a place where people can really hear the gospel. Absolutely. To to tie those things together, right, is we are, uh, as you just did, we are uh, wanting to live the good fruit out in the world. But we have this great hope that even when we screw up, when we produce that bad fruit, uh, that Christ can still work in the midst of that. Uh, And so we have what we're called to, and we also have the uh, humbling truth that Christ will continue to work out uh, Christ's mission in the world without us or with us. What good news. (laughs) Amen. I'm going to end with a quote from um, Greek Orthodox elder Thaddeus of Vivotnica. He says, one should not, I'm sorry, let's start that again. He says, one should preach, not from one's rational mind, but rather from the heart. Only that which is from the heart can touch another heart. One must never attack or oppose anyone. If he who preaches must tell people to keep away from a certain kind of evil, he must do so meekly and humbly with fear of God. Thank you all for being with us. We hope you have a wonderful and safe weekend. We'll be back again on Monday. Now may each of you go out to love and to serve, to be well, to care for yourselves and others, knowing that the grace and love of God is ever upon you. Amen. Amen. Amen.